This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know what happened, guys, since I turned 34. I just I just wake up at like 7, wide it's, awake now. I'm, it just started happening, and I can't, no matter what I do, I'm just waking <laughs> even up if I don't, at the same time. Even if I don't go to sleep on time, I'm just like awake. My body's just like, yeah, yeah don't up. sleep in. You're kind of like, I know that you're not a dad, but you're kind of transitioning into like dad mode, where you wake up earlier. Every I, dude, time we, we call yeah. you or whatever, you're doing yard work, like it's... <laughs> I'm so ready, dude. I'm just You're like... going to be telling people it's not the heat, it's the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Working the grill. Yeah. Come on, man. Actually, you're doing well, not yeah. good. <laughs> you're on your way. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. Free business paper needs or Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and head of security at Sid and Dexter's, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes. Nice to meet me. (laughs) And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I mean, yeah, my chest is not naturally hairless and my parents pay my credit card bill. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll be discussing the Michael and Donna arc of season six. Uh, After that, we'll head to the conference room where we have some listener emails and questions, mostly from our Scots Tots, our Patreon subscribers. And then after that, we'll do some listener-provided trivia sent to us by Mm. Emma. before we get going here, do we have any uh, little housekeeping, Alex? Not much. Um, th- we've we've got some things things coming up for the summer uh, that we'll be we'll be announcing soon. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, other than that, yeah, uh, Scott's tots are rolling. We just put out our May episode last week, um, our our special mailbag episode, as always. On our Patreon, uh, as a Scott's Tot, you get ad-free episodes. You get our exclusive exclusive monthly episodes where you get to hang out and ask us questions. Uh, you get bonus episodes. You get our Ted Lasso Season 2 podcast. You get all sorts of goodies in there, man. You don't want to listen to ads? Get them out of <laughs> yeah. here. Get into the Tot Basket, man. <laughs> Come on. Make it happen. And I- all right? It's almost summer. I guess, too, just like with a little update with ourselves, I... I- we told our, again, we told our, our, our Scott's tots already, but I am out here now in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
doing some work. Nor- North Carolina. Have you, have you got any North Carolina accents? <laughs> Are you getting hang of it yet? It's like, it's like molasses spilling out of your mouth. <laughs> um, that's Savannah. Um, no, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, sitting out here in a hotel room on the 17th floor of, uh, of a hotel. Be careful, Sean. Don't, don't tell them too much. <laughs> They're going to find you. Gonna snipe me, right? Check check the seventeenth <laughs> floor of every hotel in Charlotte. You will find Sean Roney. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a, an odd change. Uh, but uh, but that's just what's going. You're out on there with for me. a job. You're out, out here there for, for a job, job, and you will be back. You will be back to Portland eventually. As this soon is, as I can. There were some concerns among Scott's tots in the discussion of Sean's no. leaving. No, and I, I, th- I threw a big bucket of cold water on that yes. right away. I said, no, 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 he'll be back. No, and I, and I'll be here the whole time. I'm not, I'm not going nowhere. S- Just a quick uh, dalliance. I told the Queen City. <laughs> yeah, I told them when the sun sets on Portland and the rain returns, Sean will be back, <laughs> which is the Portland Sean loves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm rubbing it no, in. I'm no, so no. bad. I'm I, so bad. No, I, I missed the last episode. That's just all to say I had to move out here. Um, just doing a quick gig for, uh, you know, a third of the year. And then, uh, and then I'll opening be back up in a Portland. Chain of saber, <laughs> opening up a chain of Sabre stores. I thought you were going to do it. I'm doing a quick gig for, uh, for money <laughs> to make some money. <laughs> that too. That too. That's why I'm, that's why I'm that here. too. But uh, but yeah, okay. So let's get into today's topic. This is the Donna and Michael arc. Edwin, why are we talking about this today? What makes this arc of episodes special? We wanted to talk about Michael and Donna's relationship, and it's a topic we've covered a little bit before, but I think we found that this was kind of a unique run of episodes. Uh, to close out season six, kind of starting with happy hour and kind of seeing out the rest of the season. So we'll talk about not just Michael and Donna's relationship, but the other characters and, and smaller storylines that are going on during this time, this little six uh, episode run to uh, close out season six. Yeah, it's a fun little pocket. I'm excited to get into this because it's it's a it's a weird it's kind of almost a random grab of like five episodes, six episodes, which, yeah, which we don't do a lot of, like most, most of the arcs are a little more open and shut. And this one, this one is, is a little more nebulous. I think too, what happens in season six is there are so many big plot events that happen in the early mm-hmm. to middle episodes of season six between Jim and Michael being co-managers, um, the Jim and Pam's wedding, Jim and Pam having the, having their baby. And then also the company uh, becoming a part of Saber, all of these big uh, kind of seismic plot events in the office happen in the first mm-hmm. two thirds of the season. And then at the end of season six, it's relatively tame. The biggest thing that happens is Michael and Donna, which kind of mm-hmm. sets up um, what happens with Michael in season seven. It's like if you're on a roller coaster and you go off that final, whatever final descent and you're returning into the station and your your whole car kind of slows and you do that slow little ride into the station. That's kind of this... <laughs> the last fifth of season six. It's just like a lot happened and you're like, oh, we still got, we still got six episodes to go. And so uh, here comes Donna walking through the doors to, to bring us home. I mean, and what a crazy storyline for Michael. Like, I mean, in a lot of ways, you want to root for him for this whole thing. I mean, how he's been looking for a relationship this entire show and and now here he has uh you know just an entire it's it's a sex fueled um <laughs> relationship. not condo appropriate a booze yeah a booze booze fueled sex role yeah right i mean uh, I, in 
Wow, we'll I actually get... had that drop. <laughs> it is a booze fueled sex romp. <laughs> Thank you. Dang. Uh, a little rusty. A little rusty. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, this is such a different storyline for Michael Scott. It's a different type of relationship, too. I mean, almost Michael kind of gets he goes through every type of love uh, over the t- over the show. I remember learning about this in high school of like what were the, the Greek or Roman types. Mm-hmm. There's like words for love. Yeah. I forget the types. There's like the puppy love. There's erotic love. There's, mm. uh, but they. All, I don't. I don't. I don't remember what these are. But this is definitely the the eros phase of Michael when it's just he's thinking about one thing and that's sex, baby. So the seven Greek words for different types of love are yes. eros, romantic, passionate love, philia, intimate, Donna. authentic friendship, Holly, <laughs> uh, erotropia. Playful. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to say it's Jan. That's playful for flirtatious. Ah, dang it. That could be Holly. Uh, uh that's more. No, that's that's like the dates he's gone. That's like mm. the dates that haven't worked out, but kind of went well. Uh, storage, unconditional, familial love. Uh, his mom. <laughs> uh, Falachia, compassionate self love. Well. We know he's capable of that. He's set. (laughs) Pragma, committed, compassionate love. And agape, empathetic, universal love. Anyways, those are the seven Greek words for different types of love. (laughs) Just wow, something that I just learned with all of you. This this was a train track. I didn't think we'd go down on this Uh, episode. But here we are. Edwin, can you seize the controls and take us back? I can. I'm going to have to bridge this agape you've made in our episode. <laughs> made an agoping hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think we see this is the second relationship in the season that we get from Michael. The first one is with Helene um, at the beginning, at the beginning of, uh, of season six. And one of my favorite moments in this little run is when he's naming off his other relationships to Pam and Jim and he conveniently leaves Helene off the list. Helene, oh, my mother. Helene? Yeah. Yeah. Helene? Yes. And, and he says, yes, oh, the greatest, yes. the greatest loves of my life. Um, <laughs> looks at the camera. I think one thing that this relationship kind of does is um, it kind of clears the slate a little bit for Michael to be with Holly again, um, because yeah. it's a relationship where he eventually breaks it off with Donna because he finds out that she's actually married. And he's cheating. Uh, he's the he's he's the one who is uh he's the Sancho. But he, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, oh, no, that, I know, I know what you mean. Uh, the, the, Sancho is Sancho's like a yeah, a term in Spanish. To, it, like Spanish actually has a word for a mistress that's a guy, and it's a oh. Sancho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Sublime's music, maybe that you'll. <laughs> maybe, I maybe. know Edwin is. <laughs> that would be Sublime. Um, that that's what has. Michael. That's what Michael says when he hears yes. Santeria. That would be Sublime. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, that's the song um, that talks about Sancho Santeria. Oh, okay. Yep. There you go. Perfect. Um, wow. Look at us. We're on fire, guys. This feels good. <laughs> we're we're, we're in the groove right now. This yeah, is very yeah. fluid. Moving and grooving. <laughs> Speaking of in the groove, let's talk about Michael and Donna. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, that's that's an interesting context to think of this, that the, the relationship right before this is Helene, which is like already kind of sad for Michael. I mean, you know, he... <laughs> 
What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, not to say that Helene isn't a catch, because she really is, and was going to be yeah. a pretty loving partner, and was really supportive of Michael and appreciative of, of him. And he was, was Michael thinking that his his daughter in law would be his daughter, like he'd be related to Jim and Pam. It really was. Me? It really was the best that Michael could hope for so far as we <laughs> yeah, knew yeah. but you know it was you know michael realizing that like you know he realized he didn't want to settle and he wanted to travel the world apparently and all these other things and i mean just i mean thinking about in the context of that he eventually gets back together with holly that he'd already mm -hmm. met holly at this point um and uh you know, he realizes, okay, this isn't what I'm going to do. And then he finds someone, you know, his age, someone who's a businesswoman, like he is a businessman. Yeah. Manager, ah, yeah. uh, manager. Uh, you know, at, at first you kind of have to be happy for him. Although I will say, too, we received a message on Patreon that pointed out the episode body language mm. is a very cringe episode. Michael kind of takes a lot of uh initiative quote unquote uh to to get to jump start this relationship that is uh yeah he's filling in a lot he's filling in a lot that isn't there with his own he has a very he has a vision of how this is going to go and he's like in the in dogged pursuit of that uh much to at least for a while, for for Donna's chagrin, and, and what is puts her in many uncomfortable situations. Even if you're flirting with someone, do not eat a mint out of their hand, and then eat mayonnaise <laughs> and black olives to get over it. I think <laughs> just to go back really quickly to what you were just talking about with Helene, that was you know the comedic tension there. A lot of that comes from the fact that it's Pam's mother. It's something that's very very there. Michael always calls them a family. But it's something that happens with, with another character in the show as well. So there's a lot of that tension there. But I think the big difference that with the relationship with Donna is that it's someone who's kind of an outsider, not mm -hmm. not like someone's not a friend that he's been set up with, like Julie uh, in the Happy Hour episode, not yeah. Pam's mother, obviously. It's, it's somebody that is totally outside of the office. And it moves so quickly. Like the episode is the, the, the relationship – begin like they meet and then the relationship is over within four or five episodes we don't even see donna on screen all that much after um mm -hmm. i guess we do but we don't we don't see them together all the time it's not like she's in the office all the time as a character as uh, a love interest for michael um we see her come in to make the sale we see her yeah get followed by dwight at the gym um but i think it, <laughs> donna it followed again <laughs> yeah it well it, it helps that um that that relationship happens so quickly it's with someone who's not inside the office and that yeah. i think sets the stage for michael to get back together with holly in season seven um after the whistleblower episode where he kind of gets the favor from joe and that door seems to open again but mm -hmm. I, and then i think to go to what you were talking about like the entire relationship is built on these weird signals the way that they um the way that they meet at, at all in happy hour uh, with Michael being date Mike and kneeling, like being on the pool table and having that interaction with her and her staff and him trying to go to confront her by himself. The, the way, the, the moment where it seems to turn from being kind of a weird argument debate sort of thing is where he says that he owns a Chrysler. That's the moment. Yeah. Which is up. insane. Like <laughs> it's, it, I have the drop here. Let's, let's listen to her, how her voice changes in that moment. I own a Chrysler. Shut up. Shut up. 
What's your drink? Previously to that. Grenadine. Grenadine, yeah. And previously to that, she'd been dealing with, I mean, a nightmare customer. Uh, Now, Michael's not like blackout drunk. That would have made that situation completely untenable. But he's not. And so he's able to kind of be like, I'm sorry, I'm just messing around. But still... This this is why the, the Michael and Donna it feels it, it it's a little forced like Donna doesn't there's some things Donna there's some choices Donna makes that are just like this is so clearly let's just to make this work let's talk about Donna in this moment what yeah. where what what leads to Donna um uh being open to to a Michael Scott at this <laughs> moment I mean I think that you know she must kick people out of Sid and Dexter's every night, All multiple time. times a night. All the, well, not They're, her, Ted, but we having yeah. fun? <laughs> what do you Ted, think? we having fun? <laughs> <laughs> she's like a mob boss in that moment. That's great. I love that moment. Oh, she's, so, she's great. She's, she, by the way, she's a fantastic actress. I don't, I don't have the actress's name on the top of my uh, head. Donna is Pietz. played by... Uh, Amy Pietz? Pietz? Something like that. That oh wow wait hold on one sec sorry give me a sec guys I mean uh, that's her name <laughs> thank <Edwin's> you A B P S yeah that's right she's she's really she's really good and like yeah when she comes in in the bar she definitely has it she's like okay she's totally in charge she's in control she's like strong um I mean a lot of a lot of I mean for Michael a lot of like Jan qualities you know that I'm sure he's he has saw in Donna as well uh. And she she comes in and owns the mm. place, and ma- they make the manager connection. But uh, to be honest, it's like if that guy in that hat was on that pool table doing <laughs> that, like, and then came over to the bar and tried to shame you, like he goes to the bar and he's like, "You embarrassed me in front of my friends," and I would have been like, "Dude, get out of here! Like you're insane." And instead, I mean, they they do talk about business, and you know, honestly, maybe she's type of person that's into Chrysler's therefore maybe the type of person who's into Michael Scott like so I don't know I'm I'm just thinking Donna is has a super stressful late night manager job at Sid and Dexter's and her husband is a high school baseball coach so you have to imagine that when I'm gonna he, guess he's a coach at the high or he's a teacher at the high school sorry teacher the team, yeah probably but they're probably on different sleeping schedules. He doesn't understand what it means to be a manager and the stresses that come with mm. that. Yeah. Uh, Michael does. So she can complain about that or confide in someone about those feelings. And she doesn't respect him. So she doesn't have to fall in love with him. Right. She sure. literally was about to kick this guy out of a sit in Dexter's. Um, yeah. We don't get much insight into Donna's sort of thought process through the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. Even she when did, Michael she does get a talking head though, which is crazy. A lot yeah, of but she, characters but it's, don't. Yeah. That's true. But it's about getting hit on. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> that's I all they really give her. Yeah. One thing that doesn't we don't get to see is the lunch that they presumably have because Michael's card is in the bowl and she fishes mm-hmm. it out. Oh, a lot of Stanley Hudson's in here. Um but yeah. That so that scene, that lunch, that interaction, we don't get to see really. We also don't get mm-hmm. to see him go to the Poconos. Yeah, that's true. They that have hard shaped nice. they have hard shaped jacuzzis, room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll bet you they saw Robert California there and they didn't know him yet. 
Um, <laughs> but oh we go God. to the Robert body language. California definitely hooked up with Donna. Mm. <laughs> he was realized. probably running that motel. He probably goes to Sid and Dexter's for fun. There's probably some weird thing he likes there. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, just, I, just, I just pictured them together. <laughs> All right. Uh, but then we go to the body language episode. And, and like you mentioned, um, a lot like the whole premise is kind of on this, these misinterpreted signals around a sales call. Michael uh-huh. shows that terrible PowerPoint. And then, um, but a bit to go to the question that you Sex. brought up or the, yeah. yeah. Um, Look at those, those eyes. Are, <laughs> those are Shrek green eyes. <laughs> he's, just, he's like, it's a picture when he's like that. Yeah. <laughs> that size shows really special. It's and, pretty amazing. It's what this is, is where I go to be alone with my thoughts. What Never is taking he, anyone here? He, Who, uh, who took the picture? It was Ryan. Yeah, is it? He shows a picture of like a black model. He's like the yeah, beautiful and the, black and the gorgeous. Yeah, black. It's, it's, it's so bizarre. And um, then ends with that. Yeah. The... But the 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 comment or the question that you brought up from our from our uh, Patreon mailbag was about how awkward and really cringy and uncomfortable those moments where Michael goes in for kisses, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how yes. like, it, it doesn't it doesn't age well. I mean, it not like it was great at the time, but it it is aged, I think, particularly. Poorly well, it's, like yeah, it ages poorly because the message in the end was, "You were right, you were right." Yeah, just yeah. like Donna says, it's like, eh. <laughs> Michael Michael was. I don't know if he was for, right, quote unquote. He he was rewarded, even though it was like she said goodbye and left three to four times, leaving his office, leaving the. Leaving his office, leaving the Dunder Mifflin office, leaving the building, and then like in the car, and yeah, Michael's definitely rewarded for going all the way, and leaving her uh, baguette, and and and, and yeah, and then never <laughs> return that. And I think anyone who who's reasonable and listening knows that's not okay. It, in this instance, yes, Donna is like, no, you are right, which is the other thing that just felt very forced. Of like, really, because you had a lot of opportunity. Like, it seems weird that after all that, but. Maybe it was she just didn't want it to be in the office itself. That's get that. But uh, regardless, I mean, she pulls Michael into the car window and and kisses him. Uh, the, and Mi- Michael can't believe it. The relationship just is comes together over strange signals uh, to me. It's just I think. weird. In, in yeah. the Happy Hour episode, in this episode, um, and then also it, it jumps so quickly to uh, the episode where the cover up where uh, Pam shows. Michael, the photos from Facebook, friend of a friend mm-hmm. in common. Dwight is uh, hired by Michael to uh, find out if Donna is cheating on him. Mm-hmm. And then it goes right right into the chump. So like, it, it happens very, very quickly, very quick succession. Um, and it ends with them splitting up, Michael choosing between uh, living with himself and being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, he chose the f- former. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's quick. It, it, it happens... Um, in relatively quick succession to the end of season mm-hmm. six, it's not like Michael's. It, it, it's it's interesting because it's not Michael finding love, which it seems to be such a key motivator in a lot of uh, yes his actual relationships. We have other moments like Night Out where he's trying to go get laid specifically. Yeah, but in all of his relationships, love, giggling, ketchup fights, tickling seems to be something yes. that he wants. Yeah, I, I'm. It does seem like he is saying with this relationship like maybe that's not what i want maybe mm-hmm. i don't maybe that's not what i get to have mm-hmm. maybe i'm a playa playa you know oh, who does I... that james freaking bond <laughs> yeah and he 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 goes through these phases and this is almost like another 
almost trial for Michael before he, you know, comes back to Holly of like, because yeah, like you see, we, like we said, he almost has this with Helena, which is like, do you want? Is this what you're looking for? And then Donna, is this what you're looking for? And it's always he has all these chances, and he sort of is like each one kind of sharpens his own sense of of love and what he wants and who he is. I think all these relationships, um, and it kind of leaves him, you know, so available and and perfect for Holly by, by the end of this. So. I honestly think the the writers used Holly actually really well, even though she feels a little forced in sometimes to like, I don't think a rational person would make the decisions she's making, but at the same time, she's, she's both in the show and she's not like too much in it all the time because what happens throughout this arc is that their relationship gives a lot of fodder for the cast and the office to do something like noticing, like rewatching this run of episodes the amount of st- storylines and plots they give to smaller cast members is actually quite substantial throughout these five episodes because, like, Michael has this thing happening off screen. Jim and Pam are really, really solid through these episodes. Like, they're clicking and nothing, like, Pam's back from maternity leave and they're just sort of at a stasis. So all the other cast members really get to shine in this arc. That's that's a great point, Alex. I, I let's. I mean, the reason that we wanted to do this uh, Michael and Donna arc was not just to talk about Michael and Donna. There's a lot going on with the ensemble uh, around this. Uh, maybe we can start with Jim and Pam, um, especially. Uh, I mean, right around uh, date, Mike. Uh, <laughs> right around when. Michael and Donna actually meet. They're tr- they are finally trying to set Michael up with a real uh, friend of theirs, right? I mean, that's what Michael's always wanted. Totally. And before, for for Pam, it's always been like, you know, like her landlady, where it's like, I, I guess I know someone single. Like here, like here's. But this one's like, this, actually, this person's a good match for you. Here you this go. This is post Helene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pam wow. is setting him up with a friend of theirs yeah. who they are like, you know what? She's so nice. She laughs at everything. So yeah, maybe they'll get along. Like, <laughs> and, it, and it goes well for a while. <laughs> it's going really well. And then Michael completely blows it, meets Donna and <laughs> no, Pam remains supportive. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Pam is supportive of, uh, during body language, Pam is the one person, like, who's like, I don't know, Miss Boob Shirt, <laughs> or whatever <Yeah>. she says. <laughs> I know. Most most paper sales are done over the uh, done over the phone, Miss Boob Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Or printer sales, rather. Uh, right. She's I, buying a printer. She's buying pr- a printer, printer this whole time. Yeah. I think... I think as far as Jim and Pam go, one of the reasons that I I really like this little run of episodes is that, as I kind of alluded to, because they've had so many things happen to them in the first early parts of the season, Jim, as the co-manager, they get married, Pam has the baby, like all of these things have happened, and within this run of episodes, they don't have that much to do. There aren't a lot of stakes for them, plot-wise, in a lot Mm -hmm. of these episodes, which kind of frees up other characters and other storylines. I mean, we don't have to jump to the storyline, but one thing about the printers catching on fire yeah. storyline is that it doesn't really have it's not it doesn't have the same sort of personal stakes that a lot of the other storylines do around friendships, around relationships, around children, families, like love. Though that's kind of a lot of the you know, plot machinations of the show. And this one about the printers potentially catching on fire 
like as that re- resolves at the end of the season, it doesn't have that many stakes for Pam, Daryl, Kelly, and Andy, even though they're the four yeah. whistleblowers. But I think it frees up Jim and Pam to kind of be supportive characters to these other characters who maybe have different storylines. Gabe, like, Gabe as well, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, Jim and Pam just don't have as much to do, which I think is fine. It's something that we see a lot, I think here and then season seven and then a little bit into season eight as well, where they're just kind of supporting mm-hmm. characters in the ensemble. They fade to the background a little bit, especially as Michael is so prominent uh, in these episodes. And and other characters kind of have their own little forays into relationships throughout this one too. I mean, it's what this one starts with, with we kind of get the full closure on uh well, not closure, but Matt and Oscar to start in happy hour. I mean, we get we get Oscar with that, and we get um, uh, Aaron and Andy are also blossoming right now. This is when they, you know, finally announce their relationship after all the drama during Happy Hour, uh, and then goes through Secretary's Day. I mean, they're they're also we we did Andy and Aaron pretty recently, but but um, they certainly have a lot of ups and downs as well throughout this one. And then like you get Gabe trying to assert himself as a as a corporate liaison, <laughs> trying to be taken seriously. That's happening. Um, Kevin goes through the whole Cookie Monster fiasco, and uh, and then everyone by the end of this, uh, the whole office has a common enemy in Gabe, uh, which works out really well. That's one thing. Again, <laughs> as this leads into season seven, the Andy Aaron set up the split, and then sort of planting a seed that they that the basically Aaron compliments Andy for being brave. We don't really know where they're going at the end of season six, and then it begins in season seven with. Uh, Aaron is dating Gabe. So it kind of, uh, again, leads into that part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like one of Jim and Pam's storylines is trying to find a place to sleep in the office. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's just so much smaller than, nope. um, than what they have going on in the early part of the season. And then Dwight and Angela have a big piece of this too, with their child rearing contract with Isabel. Um, and this version of Dwight is pretty funny in this, in totally. this little run. Yeah. This is like a yeah, great, really good. Like Pam is, particularly awesome in this run too. I don't know. I just really enjoyed Pam's having a lot of fun in these episodes. Yeah. It's, it, it jumps off the screen and um, yeah, Jenna Fisher's do it does a really good job. Um, and there's always like a lot of stops to kind of gaze at baby photos kind of tucked in these episodes yeah, 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 uh, yeah. from both Jim and Pam, which is a nice little touch. It, it, even, even weaponizing it to call Michael down when he's freaking out outside of <laughs> Vance refrigeration. <laughs> baby picture, Michael, baby picture. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of kind of regroups him. Mm-hmm. It's a nice move. I mean, yeah. I, for me, this this arc is a lot of fun. I I think I I mean I just think that putting Michael in in new situations six and a half seasons into this show is mm-hmm. so commendable. Like it, this is a very new situation for Michael and the rest of the office. Um, uh, we also we have to talk about Andy in in this uh, in this uh, little arc as well. Uh, hey yo! Hey yo! <laughs> uh, even though a lot of people address with Michael that this is wrong uh, to be to be sleeping with a woman who's married to be a, to be a home wrecker, quote unquote. Uh, Andy <laughs> really puts it puts him to it, takes him to the baseball game. Uh, this baseball! Is, I mean, this is really some cringe humor here. 
Make some touch fingers with the guy that, yeah. that, 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 that little he did two, it to. That, 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 two, that, that little, little velociraptor claw yeah. going through the fence. Through the chain link fence. Handshake. That is I, I want you to be my associate, Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, what, Billy's dad? Oh, you guys are, yeah. <laughs> it's very supportive. You're Billy's dads. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, I love that it's just like Donna's husband seems just like a great guy. <laughs> Dude coaching baseball. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole nother story there with Donna and, and the husband, but, uh, but all we see, you know, and, and the way that, like, when Michael breaks up with Donna, she's just sitting in the car in the motel parking mm-hmm. lot. Like, it's a really, it's you one of those feel- very clear-eyed moments where you're like, oh, that's what it is, is waiting in a motel parking lot. And it's just kind of like, ugh, like, good job, Michael. Way to, way to say no. You know, Donna, wh- whatever you need, we hope we find it. <laughs> but it's not Michael Scott for now. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, we, you know, you wanted to talk about Andy. I think this is one instance, and, and again, going to where he's the one who kind of discovers or first gets the call about our printers catching on fire. He's trying to uh, let corporate know. He's trying to let people know that this is happening. Daryl mm-hmm. plays into it as a prank, of course. But it, it, I guess you wanted to talk about Andy, and I think between that and making Michael go to the baseball game, Andy is kind of trying to uh, stand up for what's right. Yeah. Oh, and make and make Secretary's Day like amazing for Aaron. Mm-hmm. He's really Andy's really uh we get really which also super, doesn't work super moral <laughs> Andy through here yeah exactly except for him not telling Aaron but other than that mm-hmm. I mean how much time passes do you think between like in 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 like a in calendar time between when they start dating and when Michael goes to lunch with Aaron like not a crazy long time what right? Donna and no sorry Andy and Aaron. Not a crazy long time. Yeah, no. not not a very long time. Yeah. Well, because they only start at is Secretary's Day in the middle of this arc. I'm sorry. Yeah, Secretary's yeah. Day. Yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. So right after Happy Hour. So he said. Well, he says on in like Happy two, Hour three episodes. <laughs> in Happy yeah. Hour, Andy says, "Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Andrew Bernard. I've been on two dates with Aaron Hand, and they went well. And there will probably be more. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so it's only two dates. Okay, so he just, yeah, he's he definitely had the opportunity to tell Aaron. But wasn't quick enough. Wasn't on his own time. Mm-hmm. Lunch happens, and it 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 ends pretty quickly, um, which is a bummer because they had real momentum. Things were going really well for those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder yeah, if Andy's I mean, life would be different if that had changed. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's easy to you know. I mean, we've seen this in Andy before, where he, uh, you know, the Angela's infidelity. He turns that around, projects that onto Jim. Uh, you know, so perhaps Andy needs that distraction of, you know, trying to coach Michael through, uh, <laughs> breaking up with Donna. Um, but, uh, yeah, you Andy's know, he's very unwilling to let Michael do this. You know, he's, he's lived it. And, uh, this is, this is definitely like one of the one of the more commendable things Andy does outside of yeah. getting their parking spaces back. E- even though Andy hates the drama you know you love the drama <laughs> I've lived the part and let me tell you I'd so much rather play the part on stage <laughs> <laughs> I really love Dwight in this arc I think you know oh, going yes. through some of these major them. characters I think Dwight really uh is in a great <laughs> yes. spot because it starts with happy hour so 
Well, yeah. we, if you're looking at that as the beginning of this run, it's Dwight and Isabel kind of reconnecting at, yeah. at the uh, Sid and Dexter's, yep. and then Angela is there. And what kind of happens is Dwight trying to break off the contract. They have the mediator come in. Um, he, he's at peak sexual confidence, Dwight is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's just a <laughs> he's a cock in the hen house for sure at Sid and Dexter's, man. Chest well, is and, way out. And then even after they uh, break the contract and they agree for meetups, I think as yeah. they yeah. maybe as Meredith would call them um, yeah. in the business ethics episode, uh, they meet while Jim and Pam are trying to sleep. In the in the uh, in that mm, in the old place. Very I true. Yeah. Sure. I, I I'm right. glad you brought that up. I forgot to mention that part of the relationship when I was in this arc. All the other ones going on: Matt and Oscar, Aaron and Andy, Michael, Donna, and and uh, and the darkest litigious path of them all: Dwight and Angela yeah. going going into a a place that no humans have ever gone before here. Uh, and I mean, and also, guys, Dwight and Donna, <laughs> Michael <laughs> suspects. <laughs> Michael suspects Dwight's that, seduction efforts. That Donna is cheating and hires hires Dwight as a private investigator. Dwight's plan is simple: seduce her, have sex with her, then notify Michael of the bad news. Um, <laughs> Um, which is so in Dwight's mind, very like, irresponsible as a, he's like, he's going private shop and he's like, yeah. done. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll get it done. Um, Easy. and he, he starts with the way he's sitting on his car with those sunglasses where she yeah. walks into the gym yeah. is so funny. And clearly my, uh, Dwight has never been to a gym used actual, he just workout equipment. He just so, makes his own. Think about the progression between going to the gym and his first move is where he grabs the two weights and he puts that thing on his head. Yeah, he tries to like, kind of stand up. He's like a bull or something. Yeah. <laughs> so from that to the tag of that episode where he's leading the spin class and then to opening Dwight's gym for muscles. If they find like, us, they will rape us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here comes the hill jump. If they catch us. Yeah. yeah. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're barely alive. Um, just the progression that takes us to Dwight's gym for muscles. Um, yeah. We get to see Dwight in the gym as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a really, really good era for Dwight. And, and then as well, when the contract splits up, he says, uh, I don't have to give her the good stuff. And we get that montage of him. <laughs> Microwaving to, his balls. Yeah, dropping the phone book, <laughs> riding the bike. And then when he walks in, uh, Angela says, what, what did you do to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is an amusing link. I'd like it sent to me, please. <laughs> one, one other funny thing from Dwight is when Michael, it's it's at the, uh, I think Michael's about to go, he's about to in, in go meet up with Donna, but he, it's when he breaks up with Donna, Stanley says, uh, everyone's made up their minds and no one's changing their minds. Okay, Morgan Freeman narrating everything. And he says, um, Michael says, uh, none of us are going to try to stop you. And Michael says, no one should try to stop me. And then after he leaves, Dwight says, I could have stopped him. <laughs> um, uh, we also get this. Uh, we get another karate yell from Dwight in this section as well. Yeah. See, you don't even need to make contact. <laughs> we got a nice, we got a nice, uh, nice finishing move now. <laughs> you could also add in happy hour when Angela surprises him and he does his strand and strangler oh, yeah. defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that reminded me. I don't know why that uh, was reminded me. Uh, 
really good Aaron moment in this arc, which is when <laughs> when Pam Pam goes to reception to try and console Aaron of like, you know, Aaron, I was engaged to someone in the office before too. <laughs> and it's okay. That, don't worry about your past. You know, it's about your future. And I was engaged too. And and, and Aaron's like it was with Andy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, no. Aaron, no. <laughs> Aaron Loki just, she gets the best one-liners it's in the cat, so like, good. in the whole show. They're it's so, so good. good. It's so good. I mean, you also have where they're preparing for the breakup and mm-hmm. Aaron has gone out to buy ice cream and they talk about you know, Pam is yawning because she was up all night with Cece, and then Aaron says, "That's okay. You probably shouldn't keep a baby up that late." Though. <laughs> <laughs> that I would if just I'm not a parent, but knowing some young parents, that you're you're about to get punched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For saying something like that, um, guys, I I think we've covered uh the ensemble reactions to michael and donna what do we have to say about uh what else do we have to say about this what what are your what are your last thoughts on this i I like how michael basically throws a conference room uh just to talk this over with everyone and they kind of and like they're like they're like kelly and ryan are the ones who kind of convince him that uh donna's you know not cheating on michael but i love that i love that uh, it's, a, it's a really good use of Ryan Does she of keep Ryan her fume in her purse? <laughs> does, she, does she keep her phone locked does around Does she you? shower before sex? Does, does she, she watch shower how much after she, sex? Does she watch how much she drinks around you? It's like, yeah, she does all those things. Uh, uh, when, Ryan Cal- had, when, when Ryan had two girlfriends, he used to take me up to this diner up in Hazleton. Yeah. <laughs> Some diner? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the starlight. <laughs> uh, I, I think that... Uh, it was a spread about Americana. It was a <laughs> spread about Americana in Life magazine. Uh, the, the I, I love that Kelly's antenna goes up when she's like, Poconos, that's crazy far. Like, just the fact that they went to the Poconos on a Tuesday. Uh, Kelly's just, even though she's on her phone, she's like, yeah, I don't, she just doesn't smell. That's right. And it's kind of funny that that's what sets this all in motion is just a mm-hmm. couple comments. And Michael begins to implode. He's so fragile. Um, but you know, ends up to kind of be true. Ryan and Kelly, two characters we haven't really talked about, have a really great role in this arc because they have a very specific set of skills when it comes to these kinds of dynamics, when it yes. comes to uh social media. They talk about uh I think it's in body language where Kelly is going up for the minority executive training program and they're talking about uh they're gonna write something mean on some girl's wall. And uh-huh. like it's funny how they have just this little this unique set of skills that they can they can kind of pepper in. Uh, this is our first instance, our first mention of Woof. Um, yes, like mm. just Ryan. Ryan. This is where Ryan goes up to Aaron, emboldened by Michael, and uh, oh, <laughs> he yeah, says, "You're attractive, know. and I want to sleep with you." I don't know. Is this a joke? It, he goes, "Yup." Turns around, and <laughs> yes. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we the Colors Initiative is during this arc as well. Mm. We I think we mentioned that, but um. Yeah, as far as that's a that's a sidebar plot that uh, is is interesting. Uh, and as far as like Dwight trying to trying to have anyone who would who would you know take Daryl's place in that, be it be it Kelly or in a very funny scene with Stanley and Oscar trying to convince them to do the Print and All Colors initiative. Uh, but of course, uh, it ends up being Kelly. I mean, we get Hide. 
Hide, of course. The focus of one of our most recent mm. episodes. Um, the introduction of Hide and his uh, his candidacy for the Print and All Colors Initiative. Um, I think one other thing that I really stands out to me within these arcs is the way that Michael is the center of attention. And I know that he is through so much of the so much of the show, but he's really front and center with this arc because yes. he's having a conference room meeting where he's talking about this. He's standing in the bullpen and people are giving him opinions. He's mm-hmm. um he has the Donna comes and visits the office and everyone is kind of watching. They're the the office staff is literally watching them interact through the window of the conference room. And then Michael is getting advice from everyone. We even get some self-aware Michael where Michael says well, it's easy for you to say you have a bad imagination. It's stupid. I live in a fantasy world. <laughs> so, he yeah, he, yeah. he mean, knows it. I, uh, I also just, like I also just love how Michael is like the, at the end. He's like, you know, even though I have a condo, we're going to meet at a at a dirty motel because dirty and sexy. Like, well, and it live like I mean, this this line, you have a bad imagination. I live in a fantasy world. You know, we didn't talk that much about the printers blowing up that little storyline, but it, it is one that has kind of ended be- with Michael wanting to be the center of attention, with Michael getting to kind of live out this little dream or this this little five seconds of fame where he first gives the apology to the coach and all the players and promises to never trust his bodily instincts ever again. <laughs> yeah, that... And the reporter says, we're talking about the printers blowing up. <laughs> That's right. So, so like, he makes... What are you talking... What is that? <laughs> That's yeah. right. So That's he makes right. the statement, and then at the beginning of the next episode, he has everyone watch the video 11 times so they can beat the other video. Um, it's about... Um, well, he says, we can't let the pedophile win. So everyone watch uh, his video, and there's a video of the baby otter, but Todd Packer calls him, and he talks. Michael talks about calling into the radio station the, and talking about the host on the air. So Michael's kind of loving this little five seconds of fame, and then at the very end, a perfect scenario for where Joe doesn't want to make the public apology, and Michael slides right in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it ends with him on a high note, even though you know he's so down and eating all that ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it- just one episode prior. I mean, this whole run just really nicely sets the table for Michael's exit in season seven. I mean, it really, it galvanizes the cast. Uh, it puts Michael in a good place to return to Holly and be done with the show. I mean, it's a really I mean, a tight, uh, tight, tidy ending to the season. I mean, I, I think you're exactly right. It's just like it's it, uh, it, we get to see Michael go to an extreme that we haven't seen before where he gets to be in a relationship that is just about sex and it's dirty it's, it's sexy and uh Set a motel. and and, he, and even though he's made so many jokes about that and has wanted that this entire show in a way he realizes that that isn't what he wants mm-hmm. um that silent scene of him driving to the motel and just kind of like he, the way he just kind of rubs his eyebrow and and very reminiscent of Jim driving to New York. Yes. To see Pam. Yeah. Except except that except that it's it's without words. It's a it's a really beautifully acted scene by mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Um and uh and yeah, you uh, and then you get that, you know, reaction of Donna getting the text at the motel um, and you're proud of Michael in that moment. And uh, and you after six seasons, you <laughs> yeah. made a good moral choice. But you, you know, you it's it's 
it's nice to see him grow in that moment yeah. and uh, and you realize hey maybe maybe it's time for for Michael to have something real and that's uh sets the stage for him and Holly getting back together yeah. uh which is a beautiful thing um any any final thoughts on on this on this arc before we only, head to the conference room only to say that there are a lot of really classic scenes and quotes that come out of uh yeah, go ahead. Come out of this arc. I am Beyonce always. The push-up scene. Um, Dwight mm-hmm. as the spin instructor. Um, the scene, if you, if I had two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, yes. and Toby, I'd shoot Toby twice. All of these scenes kind of come out in this era. And I think a, l- a little bit of that is because there aren't as many... The raid on Tesket. Yeah, the raid on Tesket. So many little... Uh, Moments like this come out because it, just because the ensemble doesn't have as much to do in terms of big like things like weddings and mm. baby deliveries and new companies that are taking over or clip shows, other things that have all happened in the same season. So um, it just makes space for more of those moments. I, I just had like another just a l- another little thought that was like, you know, when Holly and Michael break up, he's like, I've had like five relationships. And she's like, yeah, I've had like five relationships in the last year, too. <laughs> and she, yeah. he's like, no, like ever. And um, that it's like, OK, well, Holly is like way more experienced in relationships. And Michael kind of goes through <laughs> maybe like a lifetime of, of relationship experience between that breakup in Holly and him getting back together. And this Donna arc is certainly a big part of that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he needed to kind of catch up to her in a way. Well, and then yeah. we have in sex ed in season seven where he calls them all or meets. With yeah. Them in yes. Some of sort course. Of way. Yep. And then we get the last thing with Donna and like how telling is does it that your he... stupid husband have it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in comparison to where he calls Holly back and he says, you were wrong. I called all these ex lovers and I, you're the only one who was excited to hear from me. All, all of these kinds of things to, about Holly. And then what is his reaction with Donna? H I R <laughs> and does your stupid husband have it like that's the Her way that that chapter kind of love ends. it yeah yeah uh so one last moment i forgot to say before we head out uh Give it to me. which is which is uh, in general michael when a relationship is going well is incredible when he's just beaming in the office and he's really in a good mood i love it which gives us this moment, which is he's talking about how hot and heavy they're going, but they need something to do besides have sex. And he has the conference room asking oh, where yeah. they should go for the uh-huh. weekend. Yeah. And immediately Stan is like, I have an idea for your weekend. Let me get back to my desk. <laughs> Michael's in such a good mood. Okay, you get out of here, big dog. They <laughs> high five and Stanley walks out. I, I love that moment so much. It's, great. Yeah. it's so beautiful. It's where just is, like... It's like awesome. Stanley, hello. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come Any on, advice? he should be—he should be the most involved in this. Yeah. Stanley's been through this many yes. times, many times, hundreds of times. <laughs> uh, well, look, there you have it. That's the Michael and Donna uh, story arc. Um, uh, if you have any other thoughts about that, please. Write us, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You know that's the best way to get a hold of us. Mm. Um, and we'll probably follow up next week. But for now, we're going to take a quick break and head to the conference room. We'll see you in a second. Today would be a good idea. You and me and Michael head into the conference room for some conflict resolution. <laughs> All right. For the conference room, we're going to start out here with a shout out from one of our Scott's Tots over on Patreon. This is from Ron. who says, Hi. 
Almost a year-long listener now, thanks to my wonderful par- wonderful partner, Ellie, a.k.a. Team Rajdanganda, uh, from our Denver, Denver Trivia Night. Hey. Um, says, I don't know if you do shout-outs, but I'd love either a little belated happy birthday to her or a happy one-year anniversary to us. We absolutely love you guys, and we've already got two more team names along with a fully decked out po- along with fully decked out posters to go along with it that we plan on yes. bringing to your future live shows. Thanks oh, again boy. from Ron, Ron and Ellie. Hey, happy anniversary to you two and a very, very happy yes. birthday to you, Ellie. I hope it's Ellie and not just L, but I'm going to say Ellie. <laughs> I'm committing to Ellie. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for, for coming out and seeing us in Denver and, and happy one year anniversary. That's, that's awesome. Well I will done. listen to Happy Birthday by Stevie Wonder in your honor. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's a little perk of being on... Uh, being a Scott's taught y'all, you can we will we will do shout outs for sure. If you're a patron, hit us up. All right, next message here is from Brianne, another Scott's taught, who says, Guys, 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 sorry I sneezed in your tea. It's just allergies. allergies. <laughs> I have so much office goodness in my heart. I just had to share. Uh, inspired by your trip to Lady Justice Brewing, I am planning a trip to Denver with my favorite auntie, and LJB is definitely going to be a stop on our itinerary. Yeah. Your trivia night there was it. excellent. Please do more road shows. Uh, and right before that trip, our local comedy club is doing an office trivia night at the Tacoma Tacoma Comedy Club, and the one and only David Keckner, yes, Mr. W.L. Hung, will be there in person. <laughs> Should I bring him cupcakes or maybe an allig- alligator figurine? Wow. <laughs> Just had to share all of this office excitement with some other fans. My heart soars with the Eagle's Nest. Hope to see some MSPC mm. folks at the trivia night. Will be the team name, The Money Beats. Love you guys. Nice. That's a great Money Beats team name. is a lovely team name. Uh, if you live in the Seattle or Tacoma area, go to that trivia night hopefully it didn't already happen um oh wait no it definitely did already happen this was <laughs> a little bit ago but well, well that's we that's amazing news would love to do more of those in the future that was actually i mean that was a highlight of my year you know that was pretty dope so much fun really getting good. to meet everyone who showed up was so cool easy to talk so to cool. um the vibe just, in there was was just amazing it, it was, was. So amazing. it was. And like, you know, I mean, to, to everyone who came to and like when you guys were first showing up, like, I, I feel like we were just as like surprised or like, sh- you know, like uh, uh, nervous as everybody else coming who wanted to, to talk to us. And, and uh, anyways, the whole event just made us feel so good. And, and we. Uh, we still talk about it a lot. Um, obviously, if you ever go to to Denver, uh, please support uh, LBJ or uh, LJB. LBJ, LeBron James, Lyndon B. Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson, LeBron James. Please support him. Support them all. It's a great society, man. Please support Lady Justice. They make great beer. I would say I would I would go so far as to say if if there is there there is only one place that would be considered i would say a a physical uh uh f- meeting place for fans of the show and it's 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 got to be lady justice brewing in aurora yeah. colorado like go in there mention our names uh they'll probably give you <laughs> they'll probably give you a high five <laughs> there you go I'm not yeah. going to promise anything <laughs> but gonna, uh... maybe a fist bump <laughs> yeah uh 
It's our official clubhouse. Actually, that's what, that's what we'll say. Uh, great name on the money beats, and yeah, and then uh, I'll David just Kechner. say, I'll, I'm what, just what gonna... would you what would you bring? Jeez, I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't know. Cupcakes is a good one, though. It's a good call. Uh, just handing him a single cupcake with um, a wink, just like, wink, yeah, and be like not in totally a box clean. or anything. Just mm-hmm. like, come on, man, take it. <laughs> Maybe pipe frosting and say, like, put the WL hung on the on the cupcake. That's I like good. it. Uh, anyway, thank you for that, Brianne. Uh, enjoy that trip. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one here is from Hannah. Yet another tot. Who just had this question that uh, I want to put past you guys. Uh, when you first watched The Office, did you know how good it was? Asked another way, did you know you'd be watching it over and over for years to come as you were watching it? I, I did. thought this was a really interesting question. I like this. Uh, and yeah. I want to say yes. 100% yes, because I was re-watching it immediately. Yeah. I, I feel like I was... It it started right away, you know. I mean, I started in season two or midway through season two, and there wasn't much to watch, and it was like I was already falling asleep to it. And I will say too, speaking of falling asleep to The Office, because I know that a lot of people who listen to us do, and that we used to in the past. I'm all alone now here, out in a hotel room in in Charlotte, North Carolina, and guess what? I'm falling asleep to The Office again. It it really is. I am lonely, <laughs> and I need a new Ryan. <laughs> Did you ever think it would be it would be so appropriate? You... <laughs> John just started crying into his hand right there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, but for real though, I, I, I mean, I've already been, I've, I'm already rewatching it again, um, uh, to, 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 uh, as a, as a little lullaby as I fall asleep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I mean, certainly I never expected it to go this far, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I think I knew right away that it was, it was a really special show and that um, maybe my favorite ever. I, uh, well, if you're looking for a lullaby, you can watch night out. Dwight sings Ryan one. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely think I did. I, I mean, I knew how good it was. I think when I first saw it, I think I don't remember, you know, everything hundred percent, but I do remember seeking out episodes on YouTube when you could do that and watching it, yeah, watching sure. all the episodes that I had missed. I also remember buying the season two DVD, like as soon as I saw it or as soon as I could mm. and rewatching it immediately. Then um, even while season three was still airing. So um, I was in it right away, I think. So I yeah. like, like Sean said, you could never pr- imagine this, but um, well, I, I, I think I knew. That that's the important thing to keep in mind, and I think I I think my experience echoes you guys, which is at the time it felt like this is a really amazing special show for our sense of humor, for who like for me, you know, it's like this is good. But keep in mind, like when we were watching this, this was this was pre streaming platforms, and so the idea of a show catching on like this was we didn't know that that was going to exist. It was literally like, yeah, I'll, this is a show I'll probably buy DVDs for. Like that was the top of being a fan of a show was oh you own the dvds uh and so that's about how good i thought it was going to be it was like a, a niche like 
amongst a certain like type of humor, yeah, this will be a huge show. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is a whole nother level. I think a difference too is that when at that time, yeah, like you said, pre-streaming, when you watched a show and you found other people that watched that show, that could be a lot more rare if the show wasn't oh, hugely popular. Hugely, yeah. Es- especially because networks would air things at competing times. So mm-hmm. you would have to sometimes pick one thing or the other. Where now mm-hmm. there's kind of an expectation that not only have you watched several major things that are going on right now, but if you haven't, you can go watch them whenever you want. Exactly. Yeah. And there's so many things I haven't seen this and people go, I, at least it's understood that like, yeah, there's a lot of things out there. You know, you can't watch everything now. And that's just a given. Yeah, mm-hmm. but good question, mm-hmm. though. Always fun to anyway, think about that. Very it's good, good question. question. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry, she, she, uh, uh, Hannah finished her message. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. I've been binging it since I discovered it. I hope you continue to make it. Similar to how I find The Office comforting, so too have I found your voices talking about The Office. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, though. That's really nice. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. All right, one last message here. Uh, this is from Rochelle. who says, hey, guys. This is Rochelle. Not Rachel, but like Rochelle. It's French and gets mis- mispronounced all the time wherever I go. Love you guys. Discovered you a while back, and I listen in the car and on my walks. Before the Rona, I was over 200 pounds, but after deciding to walk every day after work, I was walking from home due to COVID, and Lord knows I love the hubster. I had to get away for a bit. I am down to 140 pounds. Hey, Little did wow. you know that you made me so much healthier. I also quit that horrible job and I'm in my dream job, which is teaching at a music conservatory. Oh I constantly God. find myself saying office phrases without realizing it like, yes, sir. And cool, cool. Box it up. I owe you guys <laughs> so much. If you're ever in the Columbus, Ohio area, hit me up. Keep it floppity. And yes, sir. P.S. <laughs> it would seriously mean the world to me uh, for you to read this. But I get that that's long. That's what she said. Okay, seriously, catch you on the flippity flip. Wow. Who who, who sent that? Rochelle. Rochelle, that, uh, Rochelle, uh, thank you for thanking us, but you did it yourself. Uh, congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah, man, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And I'm, I'm glad we could accompany you on the walks and uh, overall in your life. And, and you know what? T- to leave a job you hate and go get something you like, I mean, Warms my heart. It's it's badass, and uh, I'm so happy to hear from you. So, thanks for sending that in. If you if you have other anyone out there, if you've got any other stories like that, if if your, if your life's just changed a bit for the better, if you made some changes that you that you like about yourself, let us know. You know, we want to broadcast it. Let the world know through our little audience. <laughs> <laughs> Hide it no. under a bushel. No, <laughs> let <laughs> it shine. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Well, uh, thank you so much to, to everyone who wrote in. Um, uh, we'll, we're going to do some listener-provided trivia and call it a night. Here we Let's go. A little late over there, eh, Sean? Do it like a stew. I, I, I keep forgetting our East Coast time. Man. It's 11.15. Foof. All right. Here we go. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Okay, this week's trivia comes to us from Emma. Hi, MSPC. Emma from San Francisco here. I've sent different trivia once before, but it was totally patheticville, so I'm upping (laughs) my game today. The theme is Michael Scott misquotes, but Mm. instead of trying to recall what he says in the show, the answers will be the correct... There's the (laughs) X-axis. The correct... uh, The answers will be the correct thing... Michael is trying to reference. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. 
thanks for all the work you do making the pod. It's truly entertaining, and it's super cool of you three to be donating all those lithium batteries to the Third Good Marshall College <laughs> Fund and helping kids with their education goals. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one. Michael incorrectly says that Jerome Bettis is called the bus because he is afraid to fly. Which famous football figure is he thinking of who was actually afraid to fly? I'm embarrassed that I don't know. Oh. He's afraid to fly. Uh... William Perry. John Madden. Oh. John Madden. Of of Madden fame. There you go. I've, I'm sure that there are football fans screaming at us right now. <laughs> of course. Of course there are. But football's not. Give us a basketball they, question. They, Don't these are basketball football. boys, Give guys. us basketball They're basketball questions. boys. Yeah. All right. Have, have some tough acting to Nacton. Go to Renner Center. <laughs> It'll be good. Question number two. Michael pulls up in his convertible and says, it's Britney, bitch. What is the actual song title and who sings it? It's a Christina Gaga. Aguilera song? It's Lady Gaga. It's, oh, it's Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. People have yep. given us a hard time for this before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you can you name the the song? No. Just dance. Just dance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Question number uh, three. Yeah, yeah. Michael threatens Dwight saying two hits, me punching you and you hitting the floor. What is the correct quote, and what movie is it from? It would be like it's like two sounds or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I can like. This is terrible. I feel like I know <laughs> what this is from, but this isn't technically office trivia, so we're 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 out in the deep ocean here. This is a, it's two hits, me hitting you and you, you hitting, hitting the, the floor. floor. Yeah. And it is from The Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. Breakfast Club. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really shit. That, I, I got to dust that one off. I haven't seen that one in a This is good trivia so far, Emma. Good work. Everybody take note. All right. Question number four. <laughs> Non-office questions. That's the key. When cutting his pants, Michael says he needs to be careful of his corroded artery in his leg. What is the actual name of the artery, and where in the body is it located? Carotid so artery. The fe- the f- oh, Car- the carotid artery. artery. Like, yeah, 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 that's right. Where is it actually located? Uh, is it in the wrist? It is in the neck. Oh. Um, but there is an artery in the leg, and that is the femoral the artery. Femoral Fem- artery. Femoral artery. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought he meant because it was on a leg. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, see. All right. Uh, We're question. Here. All right. Two questions left. Uh, question number five. Michael tries to convince Jan that he isn't homophobic because he watches queer as bleep. <laughs> What is the actual name of the show? Queer as Folk. That's correct. And question number six. Michael says he is not to be truffled with. What is the actual phrase he is looking for? Trifled with? Trifled, yeah. Trifled with. Okay, so now let's do the bonus question. Michael says he spent the afternoon in the park trying to feed pigeons, but they all flew west for the winter. Pigeons 
are not migratory, can you name at least three birds that do fly <laughs> south for the winter? Canadian geese. Yeah. Geese, yes. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, geez. Now I'm just, I'm just guessing birds now. Blue jay? Go. I don't know. Um, the western meadowlark. <laughs> I'll get, I'll, I'll let you guess a couple more. What, what's uh what, what is a bird? Magpies. What's a bird that uh, a swallow? Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, swifts. Yes. Yeah. Swifts Not, also. Yeah, I think swifts because they migrate to Portland and they go into the chimney. Uh, that's a, a, up a that's right. Chapman. That's right. Emma, Emma wrote a list of birds here. It's swallows, geese, finches, juncos. Oh, juncos. S- juncos are cool. Like the jeans? S- or no one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bunch of jeans. Yeah. Just floating over Fly, Just the denim yes, cloud like above. The Flapping in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My jinkos flew south the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, many shorebirds and birds of prey. Too many to list. So who knows? Maybe Blue Jays and that is all correct. Anyways, uh, Emma, fabulous trivia. Thank you so much uh, for sending that to us. If you would like to send us trivia, uh, please email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. That is the best way to send us trivia and questions and comments and feedback mspodcastcompany at gmail.com you can also call us and leave us a message that's 503-694-9314 we love to play those messages on the show uh we have a website michaelscottpod.com we got a store mspcstore.com and of course we're on patreon patreon.com slash michaelscott as you heard tonight we uh we'll prioritize uh those messages we get on patreon you get ad free main feed episodes you get a bonus mailbag episode every month we donate a portion of those funds to the third good marshall college fund so uh hang out with us on patreon if if you're not getting enough content content from this uh weekly show uh go check it out there's a lot of backlogged episodes uh on there that you can check out so join us Special thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all of our artwork. This episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, for spending a little time uh, while we hang out, talk about The Office, answer your questions, uh, go through your trivia. It's just amazing that we get to keep doing this week over week. We just get to have a great time uh, together and with all of you. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening, for supporting us, for, for hanging out with us. It means the world. Um, yeah. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, yes sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.